to episode 6 of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, a podcast all about games, technology and anything else we can think of, and the best part is there's no passport needed. I am your co-host Nick, and with me today are... Bradley. And Rena. Good. Your fellow co-hosts on the show. Yes. Yes, yes you are. It's <laughs> equal opportunities, we're fine. It's... Oh, lots to talk about today though, but what have you been up to, Brad? We'll start with you. Uh, I have been all over the internet this week, so uh, I saw a post earlier this week about this game, Star Ruler 2, mm-hmm. um, but I forget the actual name of the company, but I remember they posted an article like, hey, we just had an expansion come out, we would love it if people would play our game and check it out, and I had already owned Star Ruler 2, like I I'd bought it a long time ago and just never played it mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but uh, it's by an indie company, and they are like... Their game is deserving of so much recognition because it's a top-notch strategy game okay. that just doesn't have the um, like attention it deserves, really. They're by um, Blind Mind Studios uh, and Glacial, but uh, it's pretty awesome. It's a 4 by space strategy. It's better than a lot of like big, I don't know if there's like, AAA strategy yeah. games people, but it's better than a lot of those, and it's made by... Like a small indie team, and so they're awesome. I've played that for a little bit. I've also been playing some Battleborn, and mm-hmm. I have, of course, have been playing during the Overwatch beta. Sheeple. And those are both... What? Sheeple. You call me a sheeple. Sheep. What do you mean, Sheeple? Following awesome. the herd, playing all the... <laughs> I, I I've been wanted... edgy as all hell at the moment. What if I just wanted to enjoy edgy. a fun game? It's super fun. I yeah, enjoy I'm, it. Like, the, the gameplay is, is top-notch, for real. Yeah, I, I imagine. From what I've, I've seen, only positive things, really. And yeah. we won't discuss. Yeah, and you and we won't discuss what you sent me before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't. <sighs> um, so, Battleborn. Uh, I'm just gonna touch on that for a minute. I didn't even know it was coming out. Like, I saw it released on Steam, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to have this!" So, I I got it, and it's super fun. But like, the, my one complaint is multiplayer is so friggin' hard. Like the um, some a lot of times multiplayer games have a skill based matchmaking system, right? Okay. Well, Battleborns doesn't seem to be very good because it's like it's super hard to win. Either I suck, or like I feel like I'm doing good, and like you can clearly tell there's one person on the team that has just like doing nothing for the team, mm. and so the other team totally like steamrolls over you, and that's like seven out of ten games I get just like totally demolished uh. or fighting uphill battle the whole time, and then like it's never like a close game. It's always definitely one side's going to win over the other, and you can tell early on. So. Uh. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully in time, as sort of the community improves and adapts to the game, but fingers crossed the the sort of style in which people play will improve. Yeah, I agree, and it's also like people are playing it as a first person shooter when it is like it, it is a MOBA, like from what a lot of the styles. So it's like yeah. there's different strategies. Like, don't focus on getting the kills; you need to focus on killing the minions, and like you need a support player, but nobody wants to play the support. And yeah, so, stuff like that. It'll get better, and the game is super fun, but it is—it's really hard to win without a team to play with right now. Oh, yeah, not ideal. And then how about Overwatch? Uh, the the gameplay is like super, like refined. Like each character is completely different in how they move, how they shoot, and their abilities. Yeah, and they only have like four abilities, but there's enough variety among all the characters. You can also change your character at any time during the game, and so yeah. like it allows you to keep changing up the team play style or anything like that mm. and um the one downside is you don't get to choose a specific game mode or map to play on okay you can only pick 
quick match right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. I think that's yeah. I think that's kind of struck me is people. I've <laughs> seen people talking about these games as if they're like the own the first ever games to do this genre, and it's like, well, no, right. it's, been, it's, it's been around for ages. Team Fortress Two yeah. is a very public and very popular example of this, yeah. and it's just I think people need to get some perspective. True. It's it's very fun. It's good. I think it's going to do very well. Um, yeah. I've already paid for it, so I mean, I'm going to play it. Mm, of course. Yeah. We'll we'll see uh, how it evolves over time, though. Um, I do enjoy it because the skill based matchmaking is pretty fair. Like mm. most games, it's really close, and that's how a game should be played. You shouldn't win all the time. You should be able to like it should push you every game to try and do something, do something new. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's good fun. Fair I recommend enough. it. the The open beta is out until the tenth. So. Anyone that wants to can go ahead and download Overwatch and play it. Day before my first exam. Ah. No pressure. <laughs> so much. Uh, what about what about you, Nick? What are you been up to? Well, I haven't been I haven't been doing that much gaming because there's just something better in my life. I've touched on this in the past <laughs> that my all time favorite podcast beyond this this one, of course, is or was the official Nintendo Magazine podcast, which was the companion to official Nintendo Magazine. That sadly. It, stopped at the end of 2014 when the magazine shut down and I was under the impression it had been entirely deleted off the internet and uh, you'd never be able to listen to that for again but just by chance uh, I saw an odd tweet and someone on Stitcher has got copies of every single episode so I've just spent the last week going back through and oh my god even though like <laughs> it's now outdated my love for that podcast oh god I, 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 I broke down I'm on the verge of breaking down at times Nick. Just oh. Nick, you're fa- Nick, you're fangirling. Mm, so hot. I don't <laughs> care. Do not care. Oh, I need to send you some things. That's why. I've, yeah. Just anyway. Back to actual. Ge- back to actual games. Um, I booted up my actual computer for the first time in three months, and booted up Steam for the first time in about six months. What? And played a bit of F1 2013. I was really oh, bored, geez. feeling antisocial. <laughs> did not want to go outside, so I was like, yeah, because I've got nothing on my PlayStation at the minute. So um, play some. Uh... Yeah, I went for that. No, that was nice. Some driving about. Realised I'm terrible at that game and very out of practice, but uh, but yeah, but no, a couple always, more interesting you know, for, things. It was it was more of a nostalgia nostalgia trip, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, you uh, you went a bit, you broke up a bit. Oh, what you I was saying, saying? it's it more of a, a nostalgia. Yes. Like game mm. is what you're saying. Like you just wanted to play something you you would play a while ago. Yeah, like, I hadn't. I, yeah, like the yeah the game is is three years old, but year on year those games really don't change. True. So, which is a bit which is a bit of a shame, but that's just. Right on how the system is but no um interestingly i noticed some uh, a listener of ours direct message to our twitter account at gwb pod uh, it goes by the name uh, oscar clark or at anthanatius i apologize that's not how you pronounce it but he mentioned how we don't really discuss uh, mobile games and no we don't because i don't know about brad but i don't really play them however just by chance i noticed there's uh, there's an uncharted mobile game called uncharted fortune hunter in the google play store i presume it's on ios as well and I downloaded that, and it's really quite enjoyable. It's a, it's a puzzly game where you have to sort of get... It's a bit difficult to explain, but you have to get to the treasure at the end of each sort of each sort of level, and you, and, but there's loads of obstacles in the way, and you have to work out the correct path. And, um, Interesting. It's, and it's funny, it's got um, in-app purchases, but it's not. it doesn't appear to be like a pay-to-win game. It's not doing that whole thing of you get five lives, and then you have to wait half an hour, or you pay money thing. Like, See, that is the way to do it. Yeah. Don't restrict your players. Just mm. like 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just give it to him. Yeah, exactly. Just give it to him, Rina. Yeah. And um, also quite nice as well, you can earn rewards for the upcoming Uncharted 4 multiplayer as well. That you can is interesting. So- you can sign in your PSN account and then you can win stuff. You know, I have been seeing a lot of things do that. Like Battleborn has a companion yeah. uh, mobile app that you play and it unlocks, you get like a code. It's called a shift code, I guess. Okay. And you use that code in the game to unlock like special skins or things like that. Mm, that for yeah, the that's exa- PC yeah, it's exa- exactly, exactly what the Uncharted's doing as well. Which it's, I think it's cool because it, it it not only is allowing players that don't have the game to experience like a mobile, like experience the universe of the game, yeah. I guess, during, on mobile. Mm. Um, but it also, it, I think it broadens the community a bit. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah. And it's a good, it's just a good business strategy in my opinion. So mm, Definitely. Um, and these last two, I haven't uh, played yet, but I will be playing in future and I wanted to bring them up now. First of all, have you heard of the game 80 Days? Um, maybe. It's, um, it, it's a game definitely on Android, pretty much on iOS. It's mainly a text adventure that centers around getting around the world in 80 days. Uh, like I think I've like heard of book. it. I don't, I don't and the whole point it. is that it was, it's very story heavy. Uh, it's yeah. very well written. It's kind of written in that plummy Victorian English kind of way. Uh, so it's not that much a game, but it's much more about the writing. And um, the point and we're not talking about the movie with Jackie Chan. No, 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 and Steve Coogan. <laughs> not that. No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Just making sure. But yeah, no. Um, and I've always, I've always wanted to play it, but because I'm a bit stingy, it's, it's, it's three pound. And I was like, well, I don't particularly want to pay for it. But um, I was reminded that someone told me, this is a, this is this week's public service announcement, stop playing with your cat. <laughs> um, that if you... This is going to be weird, like in the middle of the podcast, you're just like in mid-sentence, stop playing with your cat. I'm, yeah, I'm, keep, those, I'm, gonna keep, those... I'm gonna keep it in. Anyway, if you own an Android <laughs> device, what you can do is you can download an app called Google Survey Rewards. And what you do is, as the name suggests, you fill out little surveys for Google, and you can actually get Google Play credit. So I did a survey this morning, and I've earned 50 pence. So I'm just going to keep Ooh. doing these surveys till I get £3, and then I've downloaded <laughs> 80 days. What, what are this? I've always seen these things, like, make money taking surveys. But yeah. what, is, what are the surveys about? Like, what are they asking anything. you? Like? It's literally anything. Like, the one I did was, um, it was like three questions, and it was like, are you a motorbike enthusiast? No. And, um... So it's literally, literally, literally just providing marketing data. Yeah, I, paying you. Yeah, it, it, that is super interesting. Yeah, and I th- well, it allegedly, the initial information you put in, it tries to tailor the surveys it gives you. And I didn't turn this on, but there's also a feature where if you keep your location switched on, if you go to a particular place and there's a survey relating to that, it'll be like, oh, you went to here. You should do this survey. But yeah. And are the... Dude, I might actually check this out. Yeah, so I'll, I can chuck, win, I'll like, check Google your link when we're finished. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. And then last on the list is, are you aware of the lesser, lesser known Zelda titles, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons? I, yes. Yeah. The, uh, on the mobile, like not mobile, but like handheld. Yeah, they were late, they were late period Game Boy Color games. Yeah. And um, yeah. I actually owned Oracle of Seasons and... It was really hard for me, yeah. And so I didn't get very far, and I quit. Mm. Well, yeah, I think for I think for a lot of pe- a lot of people, they sort of it's the it's one of the forgotten Zelda games. But the reason I bring it up is, funnily enough, the uh, official Nintendo Magazine podcast mentioned that you can get them on the uh, 3DS eShop for literally four pound fifty, so like five dollars. And this is this is a full proper Zelda game, like the, yeah. the size of Link's Awakening, Link's it, the Past. It, it is, and it, it is and quite and it's old though. Yeah, it, it is old, but. 
it's a 2D Zelda, so it it has aged quite well. So I'm True. looking forward to getting that. I would actually have bought it already, but uh, I can't use my Wi-Fi with any of my games consoles, so I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> but no, yeah, fix your fix your Wi-Fi. Problems. I can't fix it. It's not my problem. I don't Dude, control Wi-Fi it. Wi-Fi is just. I don't control. I need I need a new form of internet, and I, I've read a couple of articles. Fiber. But like, Wi-Fi is just it's not doing it for me. Go back to the dial. Yeah. No. <laughs> Get off the phone, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, but that's I me done. I've spoken enough. Rena, what have you been up to? All right, and in case anyone's curious as to why Nick yelled at me, I was just trying to give my cat some coffee, and she was enjoying it. So, yeah, he didn't need to yell. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, yes, I did. Because for our, just before you start, for our listeners, we Skype each other while we record. So I have yeah. to watch in this little window while I'm speaking. This very energetic cat attack my co-host. <laughs> attack with love, but nonetheless. She's she just really uh, enjoys just yeah podcasts in general. Mm, so uh, anyways, the majority my week started out pretty good actually. I got the new release of a book called A Court of Mist and Fury, and it was absolutely wonderful. It was everything that I so wanted she, it to be. She like you know how when you get a new game yep. and you're like I don't want to do anything else but play this yep. game. Like I'll stay up late. Yeah, it was like that. She read... How many pages is it? Like, well, okay, so... It's a super thick book. I, I got it on Tuesday. And you finished it on Wednesday? And I was home... I got home at 7.30. And I had finished the book by... I think 10.30 the next day. Well played. So she did nothing... And I went to sleep. Yeah, so. she did nothing but read that book. Like, I didn't see I've, her. I, I did that. I finished a book in a single seven-hour session. Didn't really stop. Like, yeah. Okay, she just so, like devoured it. Yeah, yep. and it was it was wonderful. It was everything that I wanted it to be. Um, Sj Maas, mm-hmm. I believe, um, is a an amazing author. Uh, she has another series called uh, Throne of Glass. Yeah, and your, your absolute favorite, isn't it? Um, not absolutely favorite. Oh, come Close. on, Harry Potter. Oh, um, <laughs> and I ended up having. How could I forget? I ended up having Brad Reed Throne of Glass, and he loved it. Mm-hmm. So now it's we're anxiously fantastic. awaiting yeah. for. Not gonna lie though. September. Not gonna lie though. It sounds a lot like a Game of Thrones ripoff. <laughs> no, given the fact. <laughs> no, but look at it. It's fairies. Look, no, but look at its title. Look at its title, because given the fact that the proper title for the Game of Thrones series is A Song of Ice and Fire, and oh look, they're all mm-hmm. thick fantasy books. It's like yeah. when Fifty Shades of Grey came out and everyone copied it. You know, it might have just been like a a marketing title thing because what's the, what is the book about the book is about so there is let's give, a... give us like the cliff notes all right so there's a continent kind of there's a place an island with place people. yeah and there is a very small section of humans on the very very humans. tip of it and then the year oh sorry there's a wall that divides the humans from the fairies and the fairy realm has seven different courts i believe and this book went into how the main character Feyre um was learning how to use her new fairy powers so part of that was they were in Different courts and stuff like that. I don't want to give too much away. It's so, good. <laughs> so we should. Uh, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not gonna read it. But no, yeah, it's, I'm not, no you not, would love it. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not reading it. Either. <laughs> you would love it. Um. Anyways, after I finished that one, I also got another book on Tuesday called The Crown, which is the fifth book in a series 
by Kira Cass, and I was really excited about this book. Um, the first three books made me tear up almost every single time, and, like, it gets your heart racing, and you just, like, can't wait to know what's next. Just so emotional. Yeah, this one fell flat. Oh. It was kind of like she was just trying to wrap it up so fast that you didn't have time to create like yeah. a connection with any of the characters or anything like that. And so I was by the time I finished it, I was just like really disappointed. And that was that was really sad for me. Um and then Wednesday I celebrated May the 4th and dressed up in head to toe Star Wars and went out to the mall and had a several several strange looks. Um but there were a couple of people Star Wars swag? Yeah, like I was in full Star Wars yeah, leggings. Yeah, why was that a strange thing? Socks, it's May the Fourth. Um, and people. tank top. I don't know. People are strange. <laughs> and then I just I I worked like thirteen hour shifts for the next three days. Yeah, so it's so, been working and reading for Rena. Yep, and now we're here. Yeah, that is an exciting week. Uh, I, I don't know about exciting, but it was a week. Don't ruin the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shall we move on to news? Unless you have anything else you, anyone wants to talk about? No, I mean that's that's our yep. That's that our all, life. That's all. Serious. What about you? Do you want to want to say anything? No, no, she wants to lay down. Just, and... She's just listening right now. That's yeah, all. right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Would you want to start? We've kind of, uh, we've touched on Battleborn, I think. So yeah, I did. I did talk a little bit about Battleborn, but I don't know if you know this. So, do you know anything about the uh, the Dawn of War series? I literally read one article saying like it was a massively popular PC game that sort of disappeared and is now back. Yeah. So Warhammer um, Forty Thousand released uh, September twentieth, two thousand four. Was the first release of it, and they had several expansions. Mm-hmm. They had Dawn of War Two, uh, which itself I believe had several expansions, and it's a super popular uh, tabletop game as well. Well, they just released uh, the announcement of Dawn of War 3. So, what, four, uh, 12 years later, they're coming out, or I'm sorry, seven years later, they're coming out with another Dawn of War, uh, which looks awesome. It looks pretty amazing. So there's a lot of fans that are happy about that. And I think I'm going to check it out. Uh, I just thought it was cool that, like, it is an older, um, like, universe, like an mm. older, like, game series. Yeah. That is being remade, and not just like a remastered HD. It's a completely new game, featuring all the technology from the past like seven years that have been updated and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it looks cool. That's that was pretty interesting. Uh, um, <clears throat> next though, what about what are yes. your thoughts on the new Call of Duty? Well, I well, I, in general, I don't really care. It's not it's not my it's not my series. It's not it's not my thing. But yeah, to clarify, a uh, new Call of Duty game has been announced called Call of Duty Infinite Infinite Warfare, Infinite which Warfare. some which some people have joked they've mean. Well, how can you go beyond Infinite Warfare? You can't. So maybe that's the end of the series. <laughs> uh, the also the interesting other news is they will be they will be doing a remaster re-release of Call of Duty Four, but strangely enough, it's not actually a separate game. The only way you'll be able to get this. Uh, remake of the fourth game is on certain deluxe editions of Infinite Warfare, yeah, which so I think is a strange marketing decision. But it is super like the what's bad about this is they're basically just like saying, "Hey, we gave you what you want. You got an HD remaster, but yeah. you've got to pay us extra for it, and you've got to buy our other game." Like instead yeah. of just giving people 
instead of pleasing the crowd and saying, here's the remake you wanted, mm. they're like, you can have the remake, but you gotta give us something yeah. extra. Although, to be fair, I would not be surprised if six months after the game comes out, they go, oh, look, we've released the game, we've released COD 4 HD separately. Like, standalone? Yeah, yeah. I would not, it would not surprise me in the slightest if they do that, because they're just here to steal our money, boys and girls. Yeah, that's that's the way, like, it's kind of interesting that, like, What's sad is they're going to get their money, but I don't think they're going to get nearly as much this time around as they did for the past games. I'm watching the trailer they, right now, they need, which they I, I had before. Spacey, which... That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Every game yeah. could be improved by Kevin Spacey. <laughs> so the trailer, it looks it looks cool to me. I'm probably still not going to pick it up, though, because I know like the business practices of the, the company saying, hey, we're giving you what you want, but you also have to give us extra money. Like, yeah. that's just, it just makes me feel dirty. Like, why would you do that? Why not just help out your customers yeah. and build what's called brand equity. Like, they don't make care. Them believe- yeah, exactly. they don't care. They don't <laughs> that's care. just like, yeah, just like care the about 5,000th the Call of Duty game. They don't care. Exactly. Like, that's just so sad because it looks like it could be fun. It looks like it could be cool, but I'm not going to buy it yeah. because, And, well, and uh, actions like that could have long, long-term long effects for the industry, which is a, uh, something we will return to a bit later on. That's true. Yeah, that is, that is uh, touching on our, yeah. our topic here. Yes, but um, I just want to talk about the new Battlefield trailer because you and I have much, much different opinions about this. Dude, the new Battlefield trailer looks awesome. Uh, what? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, you first think? of all, I said I pointed this out. I don't like the fact that that entire trailer is in-engine footage. So yes, this is what the game. This is what the game looks like. But I guarantee you, ninety-nine percent of that trailer is things you won't actually do in the game. Rendering it in... What? and yeah, I'm going to hold you to it. 99% of everything in the trailer is things you won't do, do in you the wanna, game. Do you want to take that number down a little bit? No, no, no. I will, like, I will, save I will, it at 99%. Yeah, I will hedge my bets. And um, I'm also going to get a very, very nerdy at this point. I'm very surprised they picked World War One as, as I am their too. setting because... And I think it's awesome. Yeah, They're going to have to change it and it's not going to be historically accurate and I'm not happy. Because World, <laughs> World War One warfare was too static... Like everyone picks World War Two because it was big and it was exciting and it's everyone moved around and Blitzkrieg and things. Whereas World War One is the exact opposite. Like you sat in a trench yeah. and you shot at everyone else. Like Napoleonic yeah. War is far more interesting. But I digress. Like I'm surprised <laughs> they picked that. I picked World War One. <laughs> I hope they keep going back in history and from Battlefield One, uh, World War One, they go back into. Uh, we can talk on the weird titling of it a little yeah. bit, but uh, they would go back to like um, the Austro-Prussian War. Yeah, like a personal favorite. Just, of just like keep going back when warfare was, you march in a straight line and form up against each other, yep. and then Pen- fire volleys and yeah, peninsula like, war. So, Good times. Yeah, instead of instead of like, uh, row. Uh, what do we call it? Guerrilla, guerrilla warfare. Oh, guerrilla warfare is great. Yeah, instead of like the the well, a lot of gameplay is like that. Like you run around yeah. as a single person, pop over a corner, shoot, and run around to another place. Like. Instead of doing that, you have to march in line with six other people yeah. in order to be able to shoot your mm. gun. <laughs> like yeah. reloading takes thirty seconds. Yeah, but fun fact: yeah. do you know where Guerrilla Warfare originated? I do not. The American War of Independence. Oh, I knew that. Yes. There you go. That is your history lesson about warfare. You can really tell Disney. that I studied this in my past. I didn't. I Just didn't, a little. I didn't bit. think it originated there. But yeah, I, well, I, for, well, I one of the this. earliest uses of it. Like original, yes. original, it might be a bit strong, but it's one of the most obvious um, examples. I was say, you really want to argue with him? I've seen the Mr. Patriot. Mr. I know how history it goes. Major. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. Anyway, enough about my history lesson. If anyone wants me to do a warfare podcast, I would definitely do that. I could talk yeah. about warfare all day. Yeah. <laughs> all day. All day. I'd, I'd listen to it. So, yeah. anyways, I just finished watching the Call of Duty trailer, and it looked awesome. What did you think, Rena? Um, I'm not... I thought that it looked cool, but I'm not really a big Call of Duty fan because I don't, I don't necessarily agree with naming a certain type of people the bad guys and you go and shoot real people. <laughs> this, like, I'm good with Halo because you are going and you are shooting aliens. Mm-hmm. However, I don't particularly like the idea of singling out people mm. and just like yeah. shooting them well, that's because be- I don't I don't think that it creates yeah um, I know good values. good ideas I, yeah I know I know what you mean and I think you can kind of tell they've had <laughs> the same thought because I don't follow the law very closely but in the last couple games they've like they've invented adversaries that are like weird blocks yeah. of countries forming like some weird international organization that doesn't actually exist so they can so they're not just saying oh you're shooting russians well no no you're shooting yeah. you're shooting the international terrorism conglomerate or something like something <laughs> yeah. that's like meaningless like that because yeah because it's, it's, it's a big yeah. problem so. yeah uh, and then lastly this is sort of news sort of not news this is just something i want to bring to people's attention uh now we discussed the nintendo nx last week uh, but I would like to point people in the direction of an article from Vice uh, that was written by written by a couple of people just talking about sort of looking back at how the uh, the Wii U sort of did, where it worked, where it failed, and what Nintendo needs to do with the NX to sort of stop repeating those mistakes. And one minor thing that I want to touch on is obviously the big rumour coming around is that the NX could be a sort of portable and something else. Which implies that Nintendo are gonna ch- uh, get rid of the 3DS as well, which I, is a is a weird move. That's sad. Dude, the 3DS is their best selling, n- like not quite, but it's it's sold very well. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. so Shut popular. Down. It's it's the only popular yeah. handheld. System that's the that's the, that, that's my point. They dominate <clears throat> the handheld market. The Vita doesn't. Yeah, so the why, Vita doesn't would... count effectively. Like it's yeah. not. It doesn't. It's not officially like you're not getting first by games for that. So it is. It is very strange. But equally, the 3DS is now effectively four years old. No one particularly wanted the new 3DS. There was. There wasn't a market to create that. It almost seems like they created it out of necessity. But yeah. so yeah, I think it's. You should read that article. It's. I also want to point you in the direction of episode 71 of a podcast called Midnight Resistance. Uh, they had a very interesting discussion on that. And lastly, one of the authors of this Vice article is a very good um, uh, um, uh, ex-games journalist called Chris Scullion, who unsurprisingly is was ex-official Nintendo magazine, which is how I got to know him. And I'm a really good fan, of, uh, really big fan of his work. And obviously, he's not hugely well known outside the UK. So I also I just want to flag up his existence. He continues to write freelance on a website called tiredoldhack.com and has recently set up a Patreon. Don't panic if you have no idea what I'm talking about. I will put links in the show notes when we release this. I just wanted to bring this up because I really admire his work. I'm not doing this for nefarious reasons. I'm just doing it out of respect, really. 
Super nefarious. <laughs> so, so nefarious. Money did not change hands. That's why. That's what I'm trying to not say. <laughs> Number one thing. But, uh, I would, I would, I'll definitely check it out. You. I like the name of this website. I'll, I'll look into yes. it. Yes. Um, if you actually, the reason why that website has that name is both really sad and quite hilarious. Yeah, we'll definitely check it out. Uh, yeah. That goes for all the listeners. Uh, if you're new or old. Yes. Uh, basically, we're all about helping each other out. So if we think you're cool or like you just want us to like talk about your stuff, then shoot us a message on Twitter or Definitely. email or whatever, and yeah. we'll, we will we'll look into what you got, and we'll talk about it on the show. We will promote, but, um, promote, promote, because yeah. we have all I the heard, followers, I heard, a, I heard a thing. Yep. Oh, yeah, Twitter is exploding. So much Twittering this week. Um, so much, and you were drunk I heard a for rumor. I, I want to know if you've heard anything about this, that the Nintendo NX is supposed to be more powerful than the current gen systems we have. Uh, well, last I heard, it's going to be on par with them. Okay. But... Yeah, I don't know, because um, yeah, they they're doing they're doing something, and I think I mean it would make sense because the old ones like how old were they three years three years old yeah now? four years old yeah like, they, yeah, it's about time like technology has upgraded since then yeah you know, it upgrades like roughly every three years it like doubles in power or whatever mm. so um but it then, would make sense the NX is is but it's the problem is like and... Nintendo sort of mantra has always been. We don't use top end stuff. We keep things cheaper, but we do interesting so things. That, yeah, with it. so that more people but can I, get more I, things. I, so. I think they've realised now that's not a that's not a stable business plan because it means they're having very little third party support. Because most True. big developers like Ubisoft will go, well, if we've invented a game for PlayStation, it it doesn't take very much to port it to Xbox, but port it, it to the, port it to the Wii U. You've got a have low grade textures. You've got to integrate the gamepad somehow, and it's yeah, just—it's too yeah. much work, so they don't bother. Which is, um, um, I'm interested in the uh, in the NX. I'll uh, yeah, I'll take a look. Once at we it, actually finally know what the damn so. thing is, that's yeah, that's the big problem. It's it's so many unknowns at the moment. So that's true. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll see later yeah. this summer, hopefully. Well, well, um, I no, they're they're not this summer. They they've said expressly they're not showing anything console related at E3. So silly. They're showing they're showing Zelda, but they're not telling, they're not giving us console information. So so silly, Nintendo. I just want information. That's I, d- all I, want. I don't know because um, just one last thing is that one interesting point someone brought up on the uh, Midnight Resistance podcast is Nintendo is still very profitable and has enough yeah. has enough money that it it could effectively have a yet another unpopular generation and console cycle and not go bankrupt. I, oh yeah, so for sure. it's for sure. it's a it's a funny position because most of the times you imagine a company needs to survive, so it's going to play for what the people want. But True. yeah. Um. Anyway, I shall hand over yeah. to you for this next bit because it's it's yeah. It's... Um. Well, I just want. Do you have anything you want to talk about? News? Any books coming out or anything no, awesome? My... TV shows? No, my life is actually really sad until September. <laughs> when, when the next, What's in September? When the next uh, Throne of Glass book comes out. Oh. But uh, yeah, you I don't order really two have... copies. No, I'll get it on digits. Yeah, you'll get it on digital. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Although, actually, Brad and I read this book recently. It's called Thirteen Reasons Why. Ooh, that is a good book. And it was a very powerful book about suicide. Oh yeah, you mentioned this to me. Yeah, and it's super interesting. It. This girl created thirteen tapes that were sent to thirteen people. And each of the tapes was about one of the people, and it was the reasons why she ended up killing herself. And at first, it just seems like she's blaming them, but you come to realize that it's not about that. It's about 
how you treat people and how everything that you do or say can have an impact on someone else's life. Mm. And I found that really, really meaningful because I'm trying myself to think more about what I'm saying before I say it to people and be kinder and not have negative thoughts towards people. Mm. And I want other people to recognize that what they do or say means things. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that it was it was a really good book and a really interesting format and it was it was everything that I wanted it to be. <laughs> and I made Brad read it afterwards or listen to it. Just got real deep. Really. I know, I know. Got I, real emotional in here. Yeah, when he's when he's telling Jerry, uh, like somebody tell a joke. I get really, really into my books. Yeah. Indie games go. <laughs> no, it is a good read. I recommend yeah, it. Um, no. Just for like a, the perspective on mm, what people are definitely. doing. Definitely. So. Uh, so yeah, we are. We talked about this briefly last week. Or we're starting to do this thing because there's a lot of people that uh, deserve attention that aren't getting it. So I started this segment. We're going to call it like Indie Corner or something like that. Well, basically. If you run a, um, if you're making an indie game, if you're um, trying to start an indie business, whatever, uh, message us. We'll look mm-hmm. into what you got and talk about it on the show. So this week, I talked to some great people on Twitter. Uh, the first one we have is this game called Tactical Legends, and there will be links to it in, in our release notes and everything. Yes, there will. And it, it's what's that? I just yeah, confirming that yeah, any links we talk about, we will endeavor to put in our release notes so you actually get a better yeah. idea of what we're talking. So about. Um, this game, Tactical Legends, is pretty neat. It's a turn-based strategy game, much like uh, if you play like Final Fantasy Tactics or something like that. Uh, it's made by the company called Vera Gaming, and Art Intel uh, is their uh, Steam names basically, and the concept is. Your characters, there's no RNG, like there's no random number generation. Your characters will always hit their mark and it will always tell you if you do this, it'll have this impact. So you can actually plan out your game, which is neat. And you can also request reinforcements in the middle of the match, depending on like the resources you have. So um, it's it has a lot of strategy, which is um, core, of course, to a tournament strategy games. But a lot of those also have the random number generation, which means you don't always know what's going to happen. Mm. Well, this game fixes that. Um, by saying we always know what your impacts are going to be but you can also mix things up in the middle of the game by requesting new units to change things so that's interesting Um, so check out Tactical Legends on Steam there will be a link in the release notes the next one we have is called Abitron which is a uh, first person shooter real time strategy hybrid which looks awesome like if I was able to build a dream game if I had the capability to do I would make a game like Abitron uh, it looks fantastic, like the graphics and the gameplay looks super interesting where you start off in a strategy mode building your units and then you can take over any individual unit in first person mode and help okay. in that fight. So there's a strategy of, okay, I need to build uh, this number of units, but then you can change the game if you play a certain unit in that in that like squad i guess yeah you can make that squad effectively more powerful by playing better than the other ai units with you so mm-hmm. looks awesome check out abatrongame.com those guys are awesome and then uh last but definitely not least <laughs> i made nick play this right before we started it's called yes, slither.io slither.io is exploding on the internet a bunch of podcasts are talking about it it is this silly game where you are like a snake i guess like it's like snake yeah where you Stray. just follow it follows the mouse you eat these little dots, I guess, or fireflies or something, and grow bigger. And the more you grow, the bigger you are. And the bigger, like the better. Yeah, um, basically. 
And you can like, unlike snake, you can like wrap around yourself and you won't die. But if you touch anybody else's snake body, you die and they can eat all your dots that you just like were made up of. And Mm -hmm. super simple. There's no sound or anything, but it is. But it's better that way. Yeah. And it's just, it's so simple and rewarding. Yeah. But at the same time, like frustrating when you have a big ass Mm. snake and you just accidentally bump into somebody and then you're gone and yeah. you have to start from scratch yeah so uh yeah check it out games that borders is not liable for any time lost playing that game when you should be doing important <laughs> things yeah <laughs> putting that in now so we don't get sued. I actually i actually heard the the almost better than silence guys were, were playing it on their on their show and like they would ask the host doug a question he's like hold on guys i'm, I'm playing slither like <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> give me a second <laughs> Yeah, they're a great podcast. Check those guys out. Yes, definitely. We have been in touch with them. And we yeah. we might be working together in the future. Who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen. We're just trying to get ourselves out there and work with lots of other people because, True. well, it's, it's fun. Like I said, it's all about relationships, Nick. Yes. It's all about who you know, making friends. Yes, the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, should we transition that into... That, yeah, that, our, that wraps it up yeah, for me. Yeah, for our discussion for, topic. Uh, yeah. So, all of you listeners, I want you to shut your eyes and to travel back in time to a lovely, lovely period where I wasn't even alive, so you don't have to yeah, listen you weren't born. to my horrible voice. The nineteen eighty. Yeah, none of us were. But particularly not Nick. Yes, because... Did you say a horrible place? Yes. No, I said a lovely place. It's called the 1980s. Oh. Because oh, we okay. are going to talk partly about the famous, or should I say infamous, video game crash of 1983 that very nearly oh. killed... A lovely video games industry. Uh, so, Brad, I don't know if you want to give people sort of a potted history of causes behind the video game crash. Okay, so uh, in in the eighties, there are so many reasons that that led to uh, the video game crash. But the concept was is there was a plethora of um like different types of systems, different games, and there was all these kinds of like. It was it was exploding basically because yeah. games was a new thing. Like it was like, oh my gosh, I don't just watch the TV; I can interact with the TV. There was arcades and all this stuff, and it was like getting a bunch of people in, right? But uh, because there was no real regulation, there's no like copyright, there's stuff like that. There was like spinoff consoles, off spinoff consoles. People were trying to make it was like three dudes per game uh, making indie games. They were trying to like um, basically create good games and get them to the market real quick. So people can play them, so their publishers can make money, and their like cartridges were expensive and things yeah. like that. So it was like a whole bunch of stuff led to it. But um, a lot of people look at ET as the downfall, yes. which I mean, there's much more to it than just mm. ET. But um, the real, the real, uh, the the synopsis for it is before the crash, gaming was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Everybody jumped on the bandwagon, and everybody was copying everybody, kind of like yeah. you saw on the mobile market, where mm. like. A, a fancy mobile game comes out and everybody copies it real quick. Yeah, Flappy Bird. Copyright it. Yeah, Flappy Bird clones. Yeah. Um, like, every clones of everything, really. Yeah. So. But yeah, just to, just to briefly expand a couple points you made, uh, the two major points were um, games companies lost control over third-party developers. So, fun fact, modern company Activision was actually created because Atari never used to credit its developers in games, and um, mm. loads of people didn't like this, so um, a company called Activism broke off from Atari. But the problem is the way um, 
the way the law worked at that at that time is Atari couldn't stop Activision or anyone from making games, which meant, like you said, um, the uh, the games market was flooded. But more so, uh, personal computers had f- had finally started to come into the market. They were becoming affordable. Oh yeah. And the problem was is that PCs they oh, they were more graphically powerful. Um, than the games consoles of the times, and they could do more. They could do word processing and uh, accounting stuff. So loads of people asked, why would you have a games console that fundamentally does one thing when you can have a computer that does ten things? So yeah, it's it's a lot of very complicated reasons. People have written a huge amount of stuff on on the crash. If you have any sort of interest in video games or history, go and just spend a day in a Google hole and just... An entire day? Yeah, you could eat... Well, there's so much Oh, yeah, no, um, so much. a long portion of time. If you go on Netflix, I believe, has a uh, documentary called uh, basically on the history of video games and it talks about mm. the downfall, like the creation of the downfall. It talks about when um, the, the games were created on the oscilloscope at MIT and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, basically moving on up to the different consoles, uh, the 2600, uh, the Famicom, yeah. all that other stuff that like led to it. But I think it's crazy is let me look it up real quick uh the price of a atari yeah in in whenever it was was available let's look it up okay so um in the 1980 let's see how much did it cost oh there's oh yeah in the commodore 64 yep um there's another good one let's see so i'm looking on wikipedia real quick because the the cost of games back then was, was insanely yeah. expensive. Like if you convert it to nowadays dollars, it's like six hundred dollars yeah, or something it, for it, it, it is crazy. A home console. And no wonder my parents didn't have one until it was like the Super Nintendo when they started to get a little bit more affordable. Yeah. Um I can't find a good, and it's fu- good it's, number it, right now. It's it's funny the opposite is true. I got I got then stuck in a bit another bit of a hole reading about um less successful consoles like the last Ooh. few Atari and Sega consoles. And apparently near the end of its life the Dreamcast was selling for a hundred dollars. Dude, that's look at okay. So introductory price is one hundred ninety nine dollars in the US, but that is equivalent to seven hundred and seventy seven dollars in two thousand fifteen for which console? So for the Atari twenty six hundred, and that's not counting the the cartridges no. for the hundreds of games that came yeah. out with it. You know that were just mm. like crazy. So like the Atari was expensive, and yeah. people were like, there wasn't just the Atari, like. Yeah, like we said, there are so many yeah, consoles if, out if, there. If, that yeah, if were, you go through the list, it's ludicrous, and they're yeah. all, and they're all just they were clones all of each doing other. the same thing. Yep. All doing the same thing, and they all had different cartridges, so there was yep. no format. Like it wasn't yeah. like a disc. Everything you know? was proprietary, so then everything was pain. But uh, and then yeah. there's also the phase where they had like um, additional, um, what do you call it? Like the like a webcam, yeah, like, all a the, desk, all the like peripherals. controller, the gun yeah. peripherals. That's what it is. Um, like the laser gun and they had the one where like you look through the goggles and yeah. like it's supposed to be like VR mm-hmm. and like all, the ones I remember the old ones the very very old ones I forget what it was for but you like you just put a layout on top of your screen uh, yes. like you just you put the plastic cover on your screen and then like the dots um, basically it turns Pong into like hockey because you cover, put cover yeah. your screen in like a, a <laughs> plastic layout yeah but so there's all kinds of peripherals like so much stuff which was crazy because innovation is huge and it's yes. super important but yeah um, but yeah, so but you might be wondering, why the hell are we talking about this? This is ancient history. <laughs> are we just doing this to humor my um, love of history in general? But Besides no. the fact that it's interesting. Yes, it is very interesting. But we did wonder, is could this ever repeat itself? Like, the industry has clearly learnt from what happened, but could it ever happen again? And it's 
yes and no, I think. I um I actually posted this on Reddit. Uh, we'll we'll Ooh, copy yes. a link over as well. So I I, I posed the question uh, to the Reddit community on True Gaming, the forum True Gaming, and there's a lot of people that have really strong opinions on it. One of the top ones is I'm gonna read this. It's by uh, this guy Sergeant Exo on Reddit. He says I think the real reason that it crashed in the 80s is because it was a new hobby that was inundated with bad products. Interest in the media was not as widespread or deep, so when a lot of bad products arrived at the same time for something that was a lot more expensive than it is now and not as rich and complex as books and movies, people stopped buying games. Compare that to the current climate. Even if a large amount of low-quality products come out, a bit like we are seeing in the mobile and indie games, people now know enough and have the tools to avoid those and get the good games. The consumers are in a great place right now with tons of games, and while there's a lot of bad games out there, the quantity of games alone guarantees that there are some good and great ones. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the industry has grown yes. exponentially. Like it is, it makes like the gaming industry itself is more like money wise makes more than uh, books, movies, and television like all combined. Yeah. Um. So I don't think there will be a crash in the same sense as there was in the eighties, where it was like, oh my god, there's only yeah. going to be a like like everything stops, like nobody like it's worth pennies now, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> but I I do think there is like we're seeing it and we're living through it a flood of. Like, I don't want to say anything bad against indies, but everyone can make a game now. Yes. So, yes. but the saving grace is pair that with the distribution of games is infinitely easier. So, um, okay, let me read it. Read it. Let me ask you this. If you wanted to get, if you wanted to get a, a, a game, like you were like, oh, that looks neat. Where would you go to purchase it? Amazon. Okay. Amazon, <laughs> right? This podcast is not a... sponsored by Amazon. <laughs> like, would you be looking for uh, a download or a CD or like, what, what would you what would you want? Probably download. Probably download exactly because you can like just download it straight to computer. There's no cartridges. There's no console. Like, you just put it on your computer. Like, everyone has a computer now and internet. You know, so. Mm. But well, well, if anything, if anything, that that makes the industry more vulnerable. Why do you say that? Well, okay. Let's say, for example, we abolish. Of physical games entirely, so everyone's game library is is just stored in the cloud and stored in servers. If and then what if someone decides, hmm, I I feel like a prolonged cyber attack, and then the game industry stagnates because no one can access their games. Okay, let me. I'm, I'm speaking <laughs> see, like. A, and I mean, I get it. I I see where you're coming from. It's now, unlikely, but stu- it studying the things of of uh, I've studied like just barely, like like just the tip top of like cybersecurity and things like that. Uh, let me, like, how easy do you think it is to damage the servers or harass the servers of a major games company server? Pretty, well, relatively easy, given that it's happened to both PSN and, and, uh, and Xbox Live multiple times. Yeah, but think about the, the people, like, in order to shut down the gaming industry, like, they're able to bring it back line, online. In order to shut down the gaming industry, you'd have to coordinate, like, thousands and thousands of people consistently attacking the servers of these games companies for weeks on end and you just can't get strangers on the internet to do that right. unless there's like some crazy international exactly, exactly. cyber security force exactly. that's there waging exactly. war there on the be. gaming industry you, you say people i think the people theoretically could do that give them the right push people can I, do that and i like yeah i'm 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 scare i'm scaremongering to make a point i'm playing devil's advocate but like i know i know you are. the belief that the future is digital when it's like i can hold a disc in my hand and I can play the game, whereas if I'm playing digitally, 
I need an internet connection. So like I messaged you, for example, this uh, this last week to tell you that I don't know if you knew No Man's Sky requires a permanent internet connection. I, yeah. jo- I joked with you being like, well, ah, your internet's a bit rubbish, so how are you going to do it? <laughs> My internet is just, it's, it's frustrating. Okay. Yes, let's not go um, into this again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get where you're coming from. It's the same thing with me. Like, I don't, I don't like Kindle books. Um, yeah, but so you don't, I understand yeah, but having, on, having like real life discs. Yeah. I understand that. But wait, no, you, no, your, like, your, no, but your right. views against Kindle is to do with aesthetics, not security. True. And I should well, point you're out. Not worried about someone yeah, but I mean, you. like, some people also just like to have, like, bookshelves yeah, filled exactly. with Yeah, she is right. Their, you like to collect their, things. Yeah. Or... Like, my brother, for example, has the largest assortment of video game collections. Like, older games, right? Like, yeah. discs and uh, NES cartridges and 64. And yeah, like from forever. He's just yeah. been growing it ever since we were kids. And... So, I think that's always going to yeah. exist, but that's that's kind of a niche market. I think digital is the way to go, and I think... Uh, I don't think there will be a crash. I yep. think there will be a... Um, like a stagnation period where they're like, oh my gosh, everyone can make a game now. Yeah. How do we differentiate? Like, how do we make new things in the market? Yeah. And that's where it's going to fall on. That's where I like, I focus on uh, smaller indie teams as opposed to bigger publishers because uh, like one of the commenters said, um, I believe it's in here, large publishers are falling under sequelitis effect. Like, yes. they're only making Ubisoft. what makes money. Yeah, so they're only making like sequels and sequels and sequels and sequels because they're like okay this formula works whereas indie teams are like let's do something new let's make something innovative let's see if it works which is you know Mm. risky but look at all the successful indies and it it pushes the boundaries of the industry yeah so until which is what mm. which is what we we need basically Although I just want to this is partly I want to I want to raise one point Mr. Digital is amazing why okay why is it that I can go on Amazon right now and pre-order Uncharted 4 for £45, yet if I want it digitally, it's £50. It makes no sense whatsoever. No sense. Uh, that's, <laughs> that is a business for whoever's selling it, the game. It, 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 look, if I buy it digitally, you don't have to make me a box, you don't have to make me a disc, I am literally downloading effectively an EXE file. Why are you charging okay. me more? Why? Okay. I don't know. Maybe whoever's publishing it, <laughs> maybe whoever's publishing it, just wants more money. Naughty Dog, give me the reason why. Whatever is popular is going to be like more expensive. Like that's just the the plain fact of it. Yeah. Uh, I think I have quite uh, strong views on internet and accessibility of it. I think yeah. everyone should have access to the internet. I think the internet should be free. I think you should be able to. I think it should be regulated accordingly. I don't need to go down this road, <laughs> but. Um, one of the big problems uh, is the law is not up to speed with the technology and it's hindering internet access as a whole. And yeah, uh, gosh, I don't need to get all fired up about. Yeah. Best, best, best the, not. Did you hear about the merger? Uh, no. Stop. Who's merged with who? Uh, okay. Let me, let me find. Make this brief. Cause I think we're killing our listeners. <laughs> well, all right. So the federal communications commission in the U S has confirmed the approval of Charter and Time Warner Cable merging. Now, I need to look into the... This is the headline of an article. I need to look into the details, but that means that Charter and Time Warner Cable would now work together instead of provide competition to each other, which is bad for consumers. Yeah, anti-monopoly. Yes. That's what you need. Which, funny enough, the UK government has. I don't know if the the states do, but yeah, the UK has a big anti-monopolies commission. No, the states does not. States... (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. 
Anyways, uh, what else do you want to talk about with the the '80s video game crash? Any? I uh, well, I don't. I I don't think there's nothing to say. I just um, I, interesting, interesting, interesting. I picked on one thing you said. You now said, "Oh, it's so easy to distribute games." But yeah. a- actually, in retrospect, that was one of the biggest problems of the crash. That it was far too easy to make a game and get it out there. So, like, I, I disagree. I, things like Steam Greenlight and things. This is why you hear the stories of here's a half-finished game I posted on Steam Greenlight, or here's something I kick-started and people put money towards it and they never finish it because it's too easy. Like, <laughs> it's... Okay, so um, the thing is, is that's costing, costing the, the producer, the small individual producer money. It's not costing the industry money. Does that make sense? True. So E.T. is blamed because they made millions and millions of dollars worth of cartridges yeah. and they only sold like a couple thousand. Yeah. So... That was just a huge waste of money in the industry as a whole on resources, time, and money, and like it just was a bad yeah. game, and it was rushed and all kinds of stuff. So mm. now it literally costs nothing to um, for Steam. It costs nothing but like server space, which is essentially super duper cheap. Yeah, for a game to be hosted on their servers, it costs the individual publisher like a hundred bucks or something. So mm. um, it's a different and in, in where the money's coming from and where it's going to, basically. Yeah. So. Oh, this is. I, th- I think we should bring this to a close. But uh, one interesting rumor I feel I should bring up because you kept mentioning cartridges. I read an absurd rumor this this week that, judging by a patent or patent signed by Nintendo, the NX may return to using cartridges. Interesting. Apparently, even though that is I'm, I'm, that's I'm ridiculous. About the use of patent. <laughs> uh. Uh. But yeah, I think that's really weird because the whole reason people moved away from cartridges is because they're not. They don't have enough capacity. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea that uh, modern games, we have to go on to like dual-layered 40-gig Blu-ray disc because that's the only way they, we can It might just it. be a cartridge with like a super compact like hard disc instead yeah. of like a CD, you know? Admittedly, um, all this is going off is apparently the company that makes the cartridges for the 3DS has said they expect a big spike in profits in, conveniently, March 2017 when the NX was said to come out, so... Yeah, that would be. Uh, Nintendo's always doing strange things. Yes, they are the edgy, the edgy younger brother <laughs> the of the video game industry. Yeah, yeah. The sort, right. the sort um, of people that like black and things like that. What? <laughs> Excuse me. I, I, I deliberately did it to wake Rena up because she, I'm, she, I'm here. I'm here. She, yeah. been, she was being quiet. I think um, we should move on to our community questions because we got a I lot. Agree. People actually care about us, sort of. Oh my oh, god, Miss Crazy, Molly. and we get to embarrass ourselves again. I know. I'm, Thanks so much for sending in. Yes. Not embarrassed. No. I'm oh. excited by this. Okay. Oh, okay. We will start. Uh... We will start with Amanda's question because she's yeah. First do you want to read it? On the because. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Um. Do you want me to read the, it in all of its entirety, or like summarize? I, I want you to read Amanda's Amanda's entirety. email. Oh, we don't need to read this part. I mean, you can. It doesn't matter. Just what this is Amanda's <laughs> email. This is Amanda's email. Um. Go. I want to hear your voice for Amanda. Well, I like Amanda, so... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hi, guys. Enjoyed the last episode. Some quick thoughts. Nick, play some Mass Effect. They're awesome. How's about no? Um, Brad, (laughs) I'm jealous that you went to Dave & Buster's. Yeah, we had a great time. Yep. Um, Let's see. She's going to base this week's question off of our AI topic, kind of. Let's say AI rises up and takes over the world, killing 99.9% of the people. Then, you must repopulate the world. Which video game protagonist 
Yes, must be the protagonist. Do you pick? And for Rena, you can... Ooh, sorry. You can pick one of the book characters. So, I like this because... I know exactly what you I have three. I have three. So excited. Before we start, I have three problems with this question. Actually, okay. four problems. Oh. They're rehashing questions that I sent I sent them because I remember <laughs> having to answer this question before. Oh my gosh. I actually I was enough of a nerd that I did the maths and realized that point one percent no of the population cares. is seven million people. Oh yeah. my gosh. I was thinking about that as I read it, um, but I wasn't gonna go. I, add a couple I, lines also, on the I don't understand why I don't get to pick book characters as well, because I like loads of books and I'm gonna do a book character later. But most of all, because this makes Brad look bad. He pointed out that repopulate the world can mean two things. It can either mean... <laughs> so, let's... Uh, right, I'm going to okay. let you explain it. Yeah, when, when Nick sent me this question, I read it and I was like, well, does she mean, like, one person just make six billion copies of a single character? Or you have to, uh, like, you have one person and you have to repopulate the world with that person, like make new organisms with that person and i was like well if you're just making copies why not like i was thinking like dexter or spyro (laughs) or something like that you know and actually i said ratchet and nick was like why is the first thing for repopulation that comes to mind animals i was like i'm not thinking of mating with a dragon (laughs) see he says this now but no i I don't i don't know like whatever floats your boat but just that that's illegal in quite a lot of countries Uh, there's no laws against dragon or lombaxes because they don't exist well so i'm in the green okay so i'm just taking this question to be like okay so which character from video game or book do you want to love forever and have sexy times with Ooh. All the time. All See, the that's, time. that's how I'm, that's exactly how I'm taking this. Rena is going to pick Rowan from the Book of Throne. Can, of can you give me my chance? Yeah, let us say, let us say. Let explain her point. So, I'm going to go first. I choose Rowan <laughs> from, <laughs> from Throne of Glass. I also choose Reese. I also choose Reese from A Court of Thorns and Roses. Obviously, S.J. Moss just creates sexy fae. And <laughs> if I could be one, I'm, I'm down. So, um, yeah, those are my choices. Okay. Look them up. Um, um, okay. so Do you have thoughts? I have, well... I, uh, I'm this, guessing it has to be of the opposite gender, right? Well, I mean... Well, we're a liberal... That's how things work. Yeah, we're, we're a liberal podcast, and we're not going to say it's have to, but for biological reasons, it probably does. <laughs> I think that there's, there's only so far that, that you repopulate... can get with, with a man. I don't or a dragon for that matter. a world with... with the... <laughs> you don't know that. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't, stu- I haven't like studied... Like Shrek? Oh. We can do Shrek and Donkey? <laughs> that's oh, right. that's so strange. Go ahead, Nick. Um, well, anno- well, I annoyingly managed to sabotage myself by not being able to pick my go-to choice for this question and the choice I picked last time because I'd sound like Laura. a massive hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, was it, is it Laura? Yes, but given that I spent yes. all of last week, I, all of last week, going, it's really good how they've made Lara Croft a deep and, and meaningful character, and it's not about her looks anymore for me to just go, I pick her. So <laughs> I can't. Well, I mean, Why looks, you, you can looks, want? Yeah. Looks no, but it just makes thing. me sound like it's, it's just true. makes me sound like the exact person I didn't want to sound like when I was talking about it last well, week. Well, if you're, I mean, she just because she looks nice doesn't mean that's why you're picking her. You could be picking her because she's got. Uh, yeah. a lot to talk about over her lifetime. Yeah, I will, yeah. Yeah, I will also use the exact ex- <laughs> excuse I used when I answered this question before of in the apocalypse, there's going to be some 
some like warring peoples and given her skills with a wide range of weaponry she's a good ah, person true, to have but no my other backup choices would be Elena Fisher from Uncharted and um, I feel almost I'm legally obligated to say this for the jokes uh, Evie Fry <laughs> Evie Fry yeah and because you didn't let me I'm going to pick a book character as well because I like good. books and I'm going super obscure I am going for what's her name? I think it's Zoe Kissane from the Matthew Riley Jack West Jr. series books. She's like Irish Special Forces. They're a great series of books. It's like James Bond crossed with Indiana Jones. Alright. So I actually had to look up um, female protagonists in video games because there are so many to choose from. Uh, and there's so many good ones. You might want to clear your search history after that as well. Hey, it's it's a it's a geek feminism wiki, so yeah, we're that's good. It, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> How could so, that be a thing? <laughs> um, uh, sorry, that, no, that's that came me across not liking feminism. That's not what I meant. I I more <laughs> meant I'm surprised such a niche thing exists. Of course it does. Before I get attacked wildly. Yeah, it, they do get. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't gone for Cortana. Anyways. To be fair. Well. I was just going to say that. The only thing about with Cortana is she's a hologram she AI. So <laughs> she's a computer. If you know, if I could mate with what a about computer, Miss Pac-Man, Brad. Miss Pac-Man, she does have she, some. She she's gets got you some, going. She got some curves, girl. She is yeah, curves. All curves. She's got one curve. <laughs> one never-ending curve. Oh Jesus oh, Christ! Uh, there's Samus Aran. You've got Aerith from Final Fantasy VII. Brad, we're just looking Trump. for your like, number one. Yeah, come on. Okay. Ah. Uh, the this, is a, this is a tough one because they're it's not. It's it is actually. Do you want to pick Selena from No um, Throne of Glass? No, although she's 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 pretty nice. Um, <laughs> I would say from Final Fantasy VII, if anybody's played it, Tifa is awesome. She's a fist fighter. She's great, and she basically gets stood up by Cloud all the time. So yeah, I'd be I'd be her guy. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. Amanda, for again helping to undermine the credibility of this podcast by making us sound like horrible, shallow people. <laughs> no, thanks. I like it. No, thanks for fine. that. It's fine. Um, anyway, do you want to read the next one, or should I? Uh, I'll do the next one, and then you can do the last right. one. Okay. So, we next question <laughs> is from John of the One Track Gamers. He says, "There, hey there, fellow podmates. I don't like that word. Pick a better one." It's like we're all peas in a pod. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, First off, apologies to Rena. I must have misheard that she is officially joining the podcast. He still said she. That's awesome to see you gained a new co-host. Yes, it is. She's not. She's. She's. Yeah. She's great to work with. So. Oh shucks. Yeah. Another thing is, I officially throw in the towel for our friendly podcast battle. I have a problem with this. That Brad, on our behalf, sent an apologetic email. We didn't do anything wrong, but uh, that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> I don't want to continue this, as I just want to have some fun. We're both waving the white flag. We're, I'm waving it's, it's... the black flag of war. Well, you know what? You can war all you want. <laughs> We're not associated with your shenanigans. So... Fine, fine, fine. Uh, I don't want to continue this, as I just want to have some fun, uh, fun with some collaborations and so on. I'm down to just build a great gamer community along with you guys. Right, now on to my question. In our earlier One Track Gamers podcast, we had a question of which voice actor would we like to chat with, but I'm going to modify that, seeing as Brand is aiming to be a developer. I would like to know who in general would you guys like to have a chat with or guest on your podcast. One of my picks would have to be Kevin Smith of Smodcast or Greg Miller of Kinda Funny. These two guys are why I started to podcast, and it would be such a delight to chat with them. Hope you guys have a great week, and as always, game on. 
Thank you kindly, John. Thank you for that, John. And I would like to point out that he actually did send that in in time because I had to directly tweet him to remind him. But thanks for that, John. <laughs> yep. So he got it in. He did. He got it in. I'm actually interested, first of all, to hear Rena's view on this. If you could have absolutely uh, anyone on the podcast, games, yep. fit, anything. Well, so I'm thinking about like the podcast vibes. So Griffin McElroy from <laughs> Cool Games Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, is just like my spirit animal. <laughs> and <laughs> I really, really think that we'd be really great friends because yep. their entire thing for their podcast is creating games. And this is one of the reasons why I was like, oh, wow. This, like, we do the same exact thing. And so I, I would want to talk to him. Fair play. I, that, that's, that's fair. I agree with that. That's, that's okay with me. Um, there are so many great people that I would love to have on the show. Everyone. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really, if you want to be on the show, send us a message. Yes. We'll, we'll work it yes. out or something. Yes, um, let's see. Developers, uh, voice actors, things like that. Um, there are so many great people. When I went to ECGC, there are so many great people to talk to. Uh, the first one I listened to was... Um, I saw that, Rena, making fun of me for the way I said that. Uh, <laughs> um, was this guy named Relic Nasasa. He's the creative director for a company, and he's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. He basically is all about like building friends, not um, associations kind of thing. So like, his thing is with networking, you're building friends, not... Uh, yeah. you're making friendships you're not making contacts so um that's a really good view i think to have and i, I want to take the same view so I'd, I'd love to talk with him for a little bit more um like yeah. i don't know the the people that work down the road in in raleigh um the ceo of epic uh, i'd love to talk to him see how he started his business how he got through things um like weston ruff with miss hard i've talked with the guys from um uh limited run those guys are awesome they just did um uh, Abe's Odyssey, another Abe's Odyssey game, um, or uh, Oddworld Abe, basically a game. Uh, I love talking to those guys. I don't know. There's so many people. There's so many mm. people out there. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can't pick one. <laughs> That's hard. Oh. Okay, fine. Uh, for me. Oh, you know what? Actually, oh. I would want to talk with Peter Molyneux. Not because. Uh, why? Not he's because. He's look, such a I would, I, would, I would ask him. I would say, hey, you have such great games. What were you thinking? I want to know what his thought reasons were behind the things of like the the, the cube game. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where like the guy that won the cube game, he was going to get one percent of the profits of yeah, um, whatever Bruce or whatever the game was called that mm. sucked, um, and it just really didn't change his life at all. And he promised all these great things. Like, yeah. what were you thinking? That's what I asked him. Yeah, I would want actually in, in a similar vein, same thing with David Cage. What I would do with David Cage is. Sit him in a cinema and say, "David, this is a film." Then hand him a game, hand him a games console and say, "David, this is a game. They are wildly different things. <laughs> Stop making films and telling Stop us they're games. Just yeah. go away." But no, um, my or my Conan O'Brien. Okay, yeah, my actual my actual choices. Well, a cho- well a cho- a choice that was high up on my list until I got torpedoed by the One Track Gamers was oh, actually because they actually managed to get her on was Hannah Tell of Life is Strange fame. And fun yeah, side cool. fact, I was supposed to be on that episode before they realised they were having her in. <laughs> I basically mean, got messaged effectively saying, we've got a better guest, goodbye. And that to was, be fair, I mean... Like, and that was, at my, that was the peak of my Life is Strange fandom. And, oh, would, the, sh- the, the shame. Same. The shame. I'm not bitter, but the shame. I would also love to unite, I think it would end up being six different podcasts so that I could 
bring back together the old official Nintendo team. <laughs> I, I can just about still do it, so... Do you think there's a thing where it's a podcast with just, like, 20 people, 20-plus people? And like... That sounds like chaos. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Everyone would talk it would be for each so other. entertaining. I, I don't know. I've listened to, like, five, six-person podcasts, and even then it's a struggle because everyone's yeah. talking over everyone else, and it's... True. It's like, we have that problem between three of us, like... And a cat. Yes, and a cat. <laughs> uh, well, all right, I think oh. that answers mm-hmm. answers that. You guys got any yes. other thoughts on that? Anybody else in the world besides Rowan? Just him. He's the one for you. He's definitely the one for me. <laughs> like, goodbye, Brad. Hello, Rowan. He's pretty fantastic. Oh, I'll take that. All right, so our next question is from the Horribly Awkward Show at Awkward underscore podcast. They say, if you could mash up two game franchises for a spinoff, which would you choose? Tomb Raider and Uncharted for my pick. Epic co-op. This is interesting. This yes. gets my like creative design thoughts flowing. Um, I think I think I think see. we definitely know that like you'd you'd, al- you'd always play as Lara Croft in that game though because she's just the better of the two. <laughs> that would be yeah yeah. You I'm thinking, thinking don't ask. I I have two answers. I spent some time creating a legitimate answer and then tried to create a really dumb answer. My first answer is Assassin's Creed crossed with Dynasty Warriors, so people will finally get the. Um, Samurai Japan Assassin's Creed game that everyone's wanted since day mm-hmm. one and never That's got. That's a good point. And my really it's... dumb one is I want to cross Animal Crossing with ill-fated, not technically a game, PT. Oh. <laughs> to make so it's the Animal Crossing so of it's horror? it's really happy and also really terrifying. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like This is a great uh, game design exercise so you can yes. think of two random things to mash together and see what you can come up with. Let me see if I have anything in my book, which I think we've talked so about. So while Brad thinks, yeah, we... I want... Okay, so picture this. Oh, You've got Star Wars Pod Racing, oh. and you have Pokemon. Uh. And you combine the two, and it's kind of... It kind of ends up like Mario Kart, where you can use your Pokemon powers at other opposing racers. Yeah. And I'm loving it. Honestly, that could genuinely happen. It. Given the number of type, like brands that have kart races, it could happen. True. I think it would be awesome. I was thinking like The Sims, but it's also a fighting game. So <laughs> Does that not open the, doesn't that open the door to domestic violence? <laughs> you just well... go up to some people and just start wailing on them, so and then it just it's, it's the two of you. Sims mode. And then every action you have to do in it, like let's say your sim has to cook some food. Yep. There's a fighting game where you have to fight the cook. Okay. And you have to beat the cook for your meal. But and... you're the cook in the sims. Well, what if you have a cook? But you don't. Okay, so then you would fight your dishwasher. I don't know. <laughs> no. So it's a fighting game I like to that's think... also the sim. So you build your life and you control a person. But then when they go to work, they beat down on the streets. For money. So, so grab like that You're like, oh, I want to go and make some food. So you go up to the fridge, and then before you could make the food, you have to fight someone. So it's not necessarily like... It's like a random encounter. Yeah, exactly. You fight you're the like, fridge oh, you guys are both going to the fridge at the same time. Who's going to win? And whoever wins gets to make some food. And whoever like doesn't, a, doesn't get to eat. And there's like a, a huge dynamic sequence, and it's like, a three, two, events. one, fight! Fight! And then you have to battle. Uh, and we're essentially in Mortal you would, Kombat. You would fight another player that is also matchmaking for his food-making opportunity Yeah, exactly. Online. 
and, and then they would you know, they would die because they're not going to get to eat. <laughs> I have to start over with a new sim. Yeah, this is killer detail. <laughs> oh, God. I've, I've right, just so... got one other idea that will actually benefit both humanity and the gaming industry. Okay. Cross so dead or alive extreme beach volleyball with Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So that game is then so <laughs> difficult that no one plays it. <laughs> because That's it's this funny. idiotic game. I love Dark Souls. It's so funny. Willette was telling me the other day that Dan got the new Dark Souls and that he's just been playing nonstop. It's fantastic. Since it I, came out. I, I have been holding off. Mm. For you, Frida, because I have bought too many video games in the past week. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, so I can't pick Agreed. up Dark Souls. I'm still playing the others yeah. right now. But, yeah, no, Dark Souls so. is great, but then if you Google Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, it makes you realize how bad humanity is. Here's, hold on. Hold on. Oh, God. Oh, you me, pl- are you going to, oh. oh Devil's Advocate here. Up. Riddle me this. Yeah, I got my hand in the air. Hold on one second. Think um, about this. Yes. Think about the technology and the problem solving that had to go into the boob physics for that game. It's not, it's They're not pushing the boundaries. To... They're pushing the boundaries on technology for realistic boob physics. You can apply that to all kinds of things for the motion of waves, for like realistic physics. And I'm, Okay, Rhea's glaring at me. I'm glaring at you as well. I'm not glaring. I'm simply just like... Just, I'm taking it all in. Just appreciate yeah, I'm the sorry. technology under that, that No, but under that logic, if you want to physics. improve water physics, then develop like a sailing game. I'm just saying. It's, yeah, just then like, go look at some water. Don't look somebody at some had a, Somebody was like, this is going to be a cool game. People want to play volleyball and they want to watch girls in bikinis. Like, <sighs> but, like some people want it. Uh, <laughs> I just would like for them to not necessarily target all women having big boobs. It's not all. That's true. It's not all. You want a, a customizable boob size? Yeah, I want a customizable boob size. <laughs> that's that's a separate problem because um, Xenoblade got in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways. Yes. We could talk about women in games for a while. Yes. I've got some thoughts on it, but that's that could be another episode. Another day. Yeah, um, I got nothing else. I feel like we've talked no, about I feel a, we have. a we've bunch been, of stuff. We've been going for a while. We are almost an hour and a quarter, so that's good. <clears throat> yeah. What uh, what do we got on on deck for the future of the podcast? Well, we we've spread all over the place. We are on so many more platforms. It's not even true. We are spreading like a lovely disease. Ooh. Yeah. What's a what's Just a what's a good disease? You're gonna catch it. You. What's a good You're gonna disease? Catch it. Um, pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, referring to that as a disease, you can get some. Get some. I'm no, not... I'm just kidding. Ooh, um, a good disease, yeah, maybe like one that doesn't an, do anything. An oxymoron. Uh... A smile. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> a yawn. <laughs> oh dear. Um, laughter. That's oh, a good disease. Dear. They say laughter's infectious. It's true. Um. Anyway, so <clears throat> I actually have an update before you go further. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, we were we are on all the podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Google like, screen, like, rate, review, yeah, subscribe. Please g- give us an iTunes um, review because iTunes don't give us any information, so we have to just guess that you're listening. Yeah, we just have to, we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. Um, so we put out a poll on our our Twitter, which is exploding. We have 142 followers right now. Dang. I know it's awesome. Uh, building those relationships, man. So uh, I put out a poll. Would people want to see a featured indie corner, community game nights, uh, if they want us to do Let's Plays or a Twitch channel? Leading the pack with 46% of 13 votes is community game nights. So that being said, we're going to have to put together like a once a month or twice a month yes. um, game night. We'll, we'll publish what we're going to be playing. We'll ask for feedback and we'll set up a server time date 
things like mm-hmm. that, and we'll have viewers come and join us on the show. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be figuring out the logistics of that. If you have yes. ideas for what you want us to play, uh, what times work, uh, probably going to be on the weekends, Saturdays or Friday nights, yes. or something like that. Um, just shoot us a shoot us a direct message on Twitter mm-hmm. or an email, and yep, um, we will definitely get back to you yep. and hear, are, your, yeah. hear your feedback. Yeah, we are working on this. It's <clears throat> it's a pain in the ass to plan, but we we'll get there. We'll get there. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Is, yeah, definitely. I think if we find the right game, it's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, it'll it'll be a trial and error for there. But um, so that's what's that's what's on on deck. What's coming up next? Um, so. <clears throat> well, that's, that's well, yeah, all I our, got. yeah. Our major our major news was that sort of we have spread out. We're now on Stitcher. We're now on iTunes. We're now on Google Play. We're also on Pocket Casts. We're all over the place. Yep, you can find us wherever you want to find podcasts. Yes, just <laughs> so, see ya. So do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell your friends. Indeed. <clears throat> Tell everyone everyone you know about us. We talk about everything from the World War One to boobs. It's fine. <laughs> that is going to be um, the strap line for this episode. <laughs> World War One to boobs? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, you want to put out some plugs? or? Uh, can do. Uh, remember, you can find the podcast on Twitter at GWBpod. Uh, you can email us anything you like at GWBpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Twitter at another GMG blog. You can also read my blog at nickpjenkins25.wordpress.com. A small comment about that. The next game I will be playing will be Uncharted 4. I will start it at the end of the month. I'm so excited. I to see will. There will, obviously, there will obviously be... I will. I can't give you a time frame because I don't know how long it's over to finish, but I will be writing a review of that. I will be. I will be back in business, so you get a nice 2,000 words from me. But anyone who doesn't like reading, which a lot of people don't like reading my reviews, I may also uh, do some sort of audio equivalent. I oh, let's play. Yeah, well, no, I'm. I've got two options at the moment. I'm either just going to record a little solo episode of this, of just me chatting about what I think about the game, or my other suggest. My other plan is I'm going to stream a bit of the game. I'm going to stream the game. So I just have footage going, so it's something for you to watch while I talk over it. A bit like, no one will have seen this, but I did this a while back when I launched my Life is Strange Let's Plays. I did a brief review of Tomb Raider on the PS4, where I did exactly that. So I'm leaning towards just doing a small podcast episode, because it gives me much more control than streaming. So I have got content coming, just not not at the moment. Just I have things to do, but I can't do it now. It's coming. (laughs) It's on the way. It is. It's on the way. Yeah, that's about... awesome. Uh, you can find me at MajesticSteed55 on Twitter. You want to plug yourself? And you, wanna... you can find me at StillReading238 on Instagram. Yep. What's, um, your, what's your Twitter? I want loads of people to tweet you. I don't she, know. She what she, all the reason she uses her Twitter is to tweet game ideas to Cool Games Inc. It's fine. Is, we want to get we want to get you involved and get you on Twitter and get your phone lighting up because um this is a this is a small this is a small insight into um into international podcasting. Quite often, Brad does stuff when I'm asleep. So I wake up True. the next morning, I switch on my phone, and my phone does not stop vibrating. Because we have <laughs> 20,000 direct messages from people. <laughs> yep. uh, not cool. Um, not it's cool. at Rena Bartlett 238 Tweet yep. her. On, make on her. On Twitter. She, she will tweet back She's anything you tweet. She's got five followers. Yeah. One of them is me. One of them. I think I follow her. I don't know how to do this. I don't think I follow her. I don't know what this is. Just um, tweet pictures of cats. Yeah. I think that's I think that's it for plugs. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. To this slightly, well, we're, ne- we're never organised. Let's say this. Is just... <laughs> no. Um, um, yeah, I think he... this is our longest episode. No, getting, Negative. getting there.
<laughs> no, like two arms right. back. Let's wrap we, it we up. We're just like um, chatting forever. Do, do you guys have anything? Any final words? Nope. Hake no, no, no nope. outro. No outro. Um, read that cat. <laughs> we need a better outro. No, that's not even. A, that's good. not even technically read, speaking our outro. It's, it's read good. that cat. <laughs> read that cat. Uh, um, yeah, we don't. We don't need an outro. It's fine. No, that was it.